Hello and welcome to another episode of PTO Extra. On Friday, the UK's Supreme Court ruled against allowing Shamima Begum, the young British woman who in 2015 travelled to Syria to join ISIS, to return to the UK to contest the Home Office's removal of her citizenship. I spoke to Nisha Kapoor about the Supreme Court's decision, the question as to whether Begum was groomed by traffickers, and we also talked about the dangerous precedent that the normalisation of citizenship revocation represents. Nisha Kapoor is Associate Professor in Sociology at Warwick University and the author of Deport, Deprive, Extradite, 21st Century State Extremism, which we discussed in episode 25. So on Friday, the UK Supreme Court ruled that the 21-year-old Shamima Begum will not be able to return to the UK to contest the revocation of her citizenship and will instead remain in the Kurdish-held Al-Roj detention camp in Syria. So before we go into the broader question of the practice of depriving UK nationals of their citizenship, could you say something specifically on the case of uh, Shamima Begum uh, and how we arrived at yesterday's ruling? Yeah, I mean... The act of citizenship deprivation came to sort of public attention with Shamima Begin's case two years ago, but the actual Home Office uses of the power have been in play for some time, like since 2003. You know, as many people I'm sure know, Shamima Begum travelled as a 15-year-old to Syria in 2015 and married an ISIS fighter, had children while she was there, expressed a a desire to return when she had her third baby who subsequently died and was stripped of her citizenship while she was in Syria, as you say. And the the Home Office at first disallowed an appeal. There's been an escalation of the litigation process. And now the Supreme Court has said that she's um, unable to return to the UK in, in order to appeal the deprivation of her citizenship the process of depriving citizenship is a decision that's made by the Home Secretary. It's not a decision that goes through any court system. It's just that there's a possibility of appealing the Home Secretary's decision through a a, a judicial system. And that judicial system is a secret judicial system. So it's a, a secret immigration court whereby even if she was allowed to return she wouldn't necessarily be privy to all the evidence against her. So it makes it a a real impossible uh, situation in which anyone might be able to appeal the deprivation of their citizenship. And what was your just your sort of initial reaction to to hearing the news of the ruling? I mean, I I guess I wasn't surprised. It consolidates this kind of long-term tension that's been escalating over the last 20 years between judicial powers and the state powers, the Home Secretary's powers. But the law essentially is is working in the interests of, of the state. And the whole way in which SIAC functions as an immigration court has been to allow for terrorism cases, for immigration cases that are deemed to be national security cases to be dealt with in a kind of clandestine manner, but one which appears as if it's meeting some sense of adherence or commitment to, to a sort of liberal justice system, but in reality is a Kafkaesque type court. If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode of PTO Extra, please consider becoming a $5 supporter on Patreon, as well as getting access to extended versions of regular PTO shows. You'll also get access to all future episodes of PTO Extra. Thanks for listening.